Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 1, The Principles of True Peace Unity is a prerequisite for freedom and peace. Unity is another prerequisite of freedom and peace. Consider the life of a husband and wife. If the two have not become one, how can they enjoy the freedom of husband and wife in a true sense? If a husband and wife are not one, then there is no hope for harmony in the family. Peace in the family will be an impossible dream. A person blasphemes God if he stands before the unchanging God and says he will vacillate. We blaspheme love if we stand in the presence of his unchanging love and practice a vacillating love. The foundation for peace begins in our own heart when we share both sorrow and joy with God. From there, we can expand the base of freedom and happiness in the world. For this reason, a religious movement must arise on this earth that teaches us to achieve a complete mastery over the body and is able to unite the people of the world. Jesus started such a movement. Please bear in mind that those words are a warning from God proclaimed to human beings wading through the muddy waters of a corrupt world in the last days. We are all called to fulfill this task of restoration. It is our destiny. We can never escape our destiny, which is heaven's absolute mandate. I think everyone at some point in life searches for the origin of peace and happiness. Yet, from where do peace and happiness really come? They do not originate from America or Korea or the United Nations. The crucial issue is how we human beings, whose minds and bodies are in conflict, can come to embrace a true view of the universe and find peace and happiness in our own hearts. In our own hearts, the remnants of 6,000 years of war between good and evil continue to flare. The First World War was horrendous, as was the Second World War. Such wars, though, were relative skirmishes and a much larger conflict, and neither lasted more than six years. Yet the struggle between mind and body that goes on within each of us is the worst kind of war. It is a war that seemingly knows no end and whose inevitable result speeds us to ruin. Everyone feels the torment of this struggle in his or her own life. The confrontation between mind and body is a fierce battle of good versus evil, representing the prolonged struggle between God and Satan. Because of this conflict, the ideal of the true human potential has been hidden away in a dense fog and trapped behind a high fence. We must generate a wind of truth and love that is strong enough to sweep the fog away. We must tear down the mighty fence between our mind and body that stands so high as to pierce the sky. The course of overcoming this struggle is our destiny. To win this battle, we must overcome the desires of the body, such as for sleep, money, and unprincipled sexual satisfaction. When he set out on his course decades ago, my husband, Reverend Moon, declared as his personal motto, before seeking dominion over the universe, first control yourself. And that is how he has lived throughout his life. We must be honest about the state of the world and of our nation today. The Bible says that in the last days the hearts of men will grow cold, and that the world's people will live like orphans. It also predicts that nations will flounder in confusion and despair. Have you ever experienced true peace in your heart, even for a moment? And does our nation have a true leader? 
Where are the true patriots who truly love this country and its people to the extent that they are willing to offer their lives to bring about peace? Who can put forward a philosophy or teaching with the power to save the young people of this country, who are morally sick and spiritually declining? Their plight is truly pitiful, and we cannot help feeling intense grief for them. All this goes back to the fact that each of us has been unable to establish a standard of one heart, one body, and one thought within ourselves. Without individual mind-body unity, how can we hope for harmony in the family or peace in the country or the world? Throughout the ages, our original minds have longed for peace, happiness, and unity. The problem has always been our physical body, which is at war with the desire of the mind. Yet our flesh is the container that holds our mind, so we cannot just discard it as we wish. The important thing is how we govern this physical body, whose impulses and directions change minute by minute. After the fall, the human body became Satan's dwelling place. As the Apostle Paul laments in Romans 7.23.24, I see in my members another law at war with the law of my mind, making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? When we look honestly within ourselves, we can all see elements of good and evil. Our mind or conscience is oriented toward good, and our body pulls in the opposite direction, toward evil. If we cannot resolve this conflict of mind and body, then sin will indeed torment us for eternity. This was true even for so great a saint as Paul. Perfection of Character Through the Unity of Mind and Body Ladies and gentlemen, what is the true way to world peace? War cannot be the answer. Neither is wealth, power, or knowledge. Nor can peace be achieved through the political or diplomatic power of the United Nations. Nothing really can be expected from the Forum of the UN as long as its fundamental concerns are the desires of factional individuals and the national interests of each member state. As long as fallen nature remains within us, history will always be riddled with struggle and turmoil, and this will be the case no matter how much we may sing of our ideals or cry out for peace. This is why we conclude that we will not find the path to peace until we have pulled out this fallen nature by its root. The way to world peace does not lie far off at the ends of the earth. Rather, it will be found only in the place where each of us is able to unite our divided mind and body. The wider the gap between someone's mind and body, the greater the struggle and the stronger the resulting pain. The mind is God's sentinel, while the body is Satan's vanguard. We need to narrow the gap between the mind and body and finally unite them entirely. To pull out our deeply rooted fallen nature that was inherited from our false parents, we need true parents. They alone are able to free us of Satan's false lineage. We must meet the true parents and achieve mind-body oneness and unity of thought by learning from them how to practice true love and how to live a life for the sake of others. Ladies and gentlemen, look at the world. There are so many problems. They begin with struggles between mind and body and husband and wife and go all the way to conflicts and wars among nations. They can be traced to countless causes. However, if we dig down to the root cause, we will always arrive at the problems between mind and body and man and woman. The history of human suffering began with a false relationship between a man and a woman. Disharmony within the family quickly developed into a multitude of problems in the society and then the world. If we could just resolve the problems involving men and women in every family, every society and country, 
and on the worldwide level and establish one model family, then the world would be able to unite as a world of peace. It would become the ideal world of the original creation. God originally wanted a world of true peace to take root on this earth, centering on our first ancestors, Adam and Eve. If they had not fallen and had grown according to God's will and developed a mature character, they would have received God's blessing, formed an ideal family, and built the ideal kingdom of heaven, free of evil and suffering. That would have been an eternal world of peace. From generation to generation, human beings would have enjoyed a life of happiness. We would have been able to communicate directly with God as His direct sons and daughters and to commune freely with our ancestors in heaven. The world would have become a place in which good would have had absolute dominion and people would have been incapable of sinning. Human history began on the wrong foot, yet our Heavenly Father did not forsake us. Instead, for 6,000 years, God has devoted His heart and soul for the sake of finding His lost children. Not once has He regretted that He created human beings. He has never been discouraged in the face of Satan's ability to have His way. With single-minded devotion, God has worked with true love and forgiveness to carry out His providence of restoration. It is not by mere happenstance that we are able to study and learn a little more deeply about God today than we could before. We need to be grateful for heaven's grace and thankful to our ancestors who guided us to this truth. Our utmost task is to perfect our character through the oneness of our mind and body, to set right the families that have splintered under Satan's rule, and to establish ideal true families. God's hope is to dwell eternally with a family that is united through three generations. The greatness of true love is that it enables us to become God's object partners and also enables God to become one with us. The ideal family attends the grandparents as they would attend heaven, shows absolute obedience to the parents, and creates children through the absolute relationship of a husband and wife who raise their children in purity and without sin. When we do this, our families will attain a unity of heart with God and become the birthplace of eternal happiness and peace. Ladies and gentlemen, human beings were originally created so that our mind and body would respond to God's true love and unite into one. Many people on the earth today, however, live in ignorance of the role of the mind. They do not know that the mind actually is the basis upon which we can develop the character that can find peace centering on God's love. There is enough room in every human mind to embrace God. Any person who comes to have such a righteous mind will immediately yearn to bring all people into the palace of peace. Because human beings are God's children created in His image, we all possess the potential to be free of mind-body conflict and to establish the origin of true unity in ourselves. Tune in tomorrow for the end of the speech on God is the Origin of Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.